You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Linnell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell asks his radio audience, what do you have planned for 2015 and how will you be your best every day? Who is the CEO of your life and by chance, do you need a new CEO? Let's join the conversation. Tonight's topic is simply 2015. What do you have planned and how will you be your best every day I want to kick off uh, I guess the portion that I'm going to share by asking the question who is the CEO of your life and by chance do you need a new CEO (laughs) so no matter where in the world you may live Going to work every day is a constant cultural reality. I mean, most of us have to do this, right? And whether you work from home or whether you work in an office that's away from home, you know, you got to take the journey, whether it's from the bedroom to walk to your office or out the door to the garage to drive for however long you drive to where you want to go. But whether you work banker's hours with a nine to five gig that puts you in rush hour traffic both ways um, of your commute. Or something a little less conventional, like working the night shift as a nurse in a hospital. What I do know is that we all spend quite a bit of time working throughout the week. And whenever we go to work, for the work that we do, the majority of us care. We care about our work. We care about how we look. We care about how we smell. We care about being on time at work for the most part. And if we don't care about it, we are because there's a repercussion. We care about what our co-workers think about us. We care about what the boss thinks, definitely. My point is we care. And because we care, we want to do good work. And so we want to be prepared. We want to produce an accurate report. If that's a part of our job responsibilities, we want to deliver a great presentation in a meeting. We want to be heard. So we work diligently to create a good reputation and better understand the companies for which we work. Right. And for the companies that are lucky enough to have us working for them, typically we know their strategic priorities. I've talked about this before, but typically we know the department goes. And typically you know the stock price of the company that you work for if they're public. Typically you know if sales are up or down, if you guys are achieving those goals. And typically you know whether or not the company you work for is healthy. And for the most part, most of us know or have some idea of our departmental budget. And if we don't know, then for the most part, we know somebody we can ask. Why is that? 
Well, I'm saying it's because we care. It's because we care. Or if we go back to a couple of weeks ago, it's because we clearly understand the tangible link between caring about our work and our survival, right? Because for some of us, that's what we're doing. We are surviving. I also happen to know about something else that I believe all of you care deeply about. And that something is you. And so I believe every listener tonight, if I could see you, if you could raise your hand, you would anonymously agree that unanimously, I'm sorry, <laughs> agree that you care more about yourself than you do your job. Am I correct? You know, so. And I believe I am. And so if I'm wrong about that, you can stop listening. Like, you know, go ahead and turn off your radio. And hopefully I don't <laughs> get in any trouble for saying that. But I, I believe that most of you all care about yourselves more than you do your job. So you probably know where I'm going. And so. If that's true, if I'm right. Can you please answer the next question for me? Do you put as much care and energy into yourself as you do the company that calls you an employee? Or another way to say that is, do you put as much care and energy into the me corporation, me being you, right, as you do the company that calls you an employee? And to be very clear, when I say the me corporation, I mean you. So do you put as much care and energy into yourself as you do for the work that you produce for your employer? And I can turn that question back on myself. Do I, Linnell Harris, put as much care and energy into myself as I do for the corporation for whom I work? And I think it's a legitimate question. And if you think about it, most of us have assets and liabilities, just like the organizations that we work for. Right. So every organization has some type of accounting sheet, some type of spreadsheet, some some type of long range, long range strategic plan. And. My question is. Do you. If, if I were to ask you a lot of the questions that someone would ask you about your profession or your place of uh, work. Would you be able to answer those questions? Like, for instance, if I asked you at work, what are your strategic priorities? I would venture to say that a lot of you probably could answer the question, right? But if I were to ask you the person for me, corporation, what are your st strategic priorities? Would you know? Would they be very clear to you? Would you be able to sound them off? If I asked you, what are your 2015 goals? What would you say? You know, it's fascinating to me how many people say, well, I don't do resolutions. And uh, it, it, it seems to be, you know, in some ways kind of trendy or cool. 
And okay, you might not do resolutions, but what are your goals? What are your life goals? What about that? You know, I'd be cool if somebody said, I don't do resolutions because I have very clear life goals that might span more than one year. Well, I could take that answer all day. But when people are like, I don't do resolutions, I think one of the best ones I heard is, I don't do resolutions. I just look to improve year over year. Well, how do you know if you don't have a measuring stick? I mean, are you looking at, oh, I made a, a buck more or a quarter more, 50 cent more than I made last year, an hour? I wouldn't say that that's necessarily doing better uh, because inflation's running past you. You might be doing worse. So sometimes how we how we think about what success or progress actually is, it isn't. I'll ask you again. Most of you know the net worth of the organizations you work for. Do you know your net worth? You know, what is your net worth? Is it positive or negative? But at least do you know? Are sales in your life up or down? What I mean by that is, do people buy what you say? And think about that very objectively, right? Because it's easy to think about it subjectively. When I say, do people buy what you say? Well, yeah, yeah, they buy what I say because I'm saying it. Well, but are they really listening? When you speak, do people feel compelled to slow down, stop, and listen? Might tell you a lot about what they think of your character or what they think about you as a person or whether or not they believe you embrace wisdom or speak wisdom. And don't get me wrong, there's some fools out here who don't listen. But I think you understand where I'm looking. What about this one? We'll ask, you know, hey, is your organization healthy? How you guys doing? Especially in these tumultuous times where companies are failing. Are you healthy? You know, so we'll ask that question. But what if we made it personal? What if I were to ask you, are you healthy? Are you the individual healthy? You know, so your personal health, your financial health, your relationship health, your overall well-being. Are you healthy? Or what if I asked, what's your 2015 budget? Uh, so you know how much money you make. How much do you plan on spending? Will you come out of 2015 with a, a red balance sheet or will you come out with a black balance sheet or will it be green? Will you have would have made more in 2015 where now you have a surplus? I mean, these are all questions that we should be asking ourselves, especially at the beginning of the year. So the fact of the matter is this. If the me corporation isn't being run very well, the company funding the me corporation is only getting a fraction of the overall genius and creativity that you can produce. Right. So if you're an employer right now, you're listening, you're saying, well, why is he so focused on that? Consider that if people aren't focused on themselves, that they can't really focus on the things you're asking them to do. Now, it might appear that way, but I can guarantee that you're not getting 100%. I can guarantee it. Because if they're not healthy, well, they're going to they're gonna call in sick. And I'm just talking about physical health-wise, right? If they're not financially healthy, well, <laughs> they may be taking another job, which means they're going to be exhausted. 
So all these things matter, right? They matter not just to you, the individual, but it probably should matter to the employers out there as well. So I'm curious, what is your potential if you started running the me corporation more effectively? If you started running the me corporation more effectively, what could your potential be? Could you be living the life of your dreams? Could your balance sheet be in the green? Could you look and feel healthy? healthy? Or could you possibly be hitting and completing your 2015 goals? Those are the questions. Does your life need a new CEO? And I guess another way to ask that is, are you the best version of yourself? And for most of us, it may be about time for the CEO of our me corporation to make some serious organizational changes, probably starting at the top. So I also mentioned that I would spend a little time talking about the small things. And so I'll take the uh, the last portion of the show to focus on that, right? Because I, I, I kind of I hit you with something that's a little more grandiose in re- in regards to are you or does your life need a new CEO, right? And of course, you can't necessarily fire yourself and go hire someone else to run your life. But the idea is that as human beings and as individuals, we're always transforming. And, and what I find often, whether it's with myself or with my clients, that typically we try to go after the, the, you know, the really big things, right? So if there's a really big habit or something really big that I want to conquer, like I put that up and it becomes this mountain that I, I need to uh, conquer. But often I think we forget the simple things. And as children, most of our parents taught us a series of simple lessons. And these lessons were things like clean your ears or use soap to wash under your arms, brush your teeth after a meal, scrub behind your ears, right? So get in the ear, but then also scrub behind the ears and uh, clean between your toes, right? That's just a few. These are just a few of those simple lessons. And as mature adults, we assume that other adults have all learned these simple lessons as well. Of course, that is until we meet or experience another adult that hasn't learned or perfected one or two of those simple lessons I just shared, right? And it's funny how such simple childhood lessons can make a huge impact when they're neglected. For example, Think about your knee-jerk reaction when you bump into a colleague that still has remnants of their breakfast stuck in their teeth during an important meeting. Or the stranger with whom you share a short ride in an elevator with noticeably dirty ears. And when I say that, like, yeah, you can see the earwax. Or how about this one? Because this has probably happened to a lot of you. I know it's happened to me because of how much I've traveled. You know, that passenger on the plane in the seat next to you that wasn't taught 
or decided to neglect that simple lesson about the necessity of soap and water being used underneath their arms in other places, right? Simple things, big impact. Simple lessons, gigantic results. So when you prepare for a presentation or you're looking to close a huge sales deal, you probably aren't considering the role your clean white smile would play in the outcome, right? And if that presentation doesn't go so well or you lose a sales deal, you probably look for all the complex reasons, you know, things didn't work out in your favor. But what if it was something fairly simple? And I'll give you some examples because as a businessman, here are some reasons why I have not awarded business to other business people. So one is you forgot to follow up. You just didn't follow up. Or two, you didn't say please and thank you. All little things, right? Or you didn't say hello and and shake the right person's hand. Or maybe it happens to me all the time. People walk in, they just they don't expect me to be the boss. <laughs> it's, it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, they shake everybody else's hand and like, ah, ah, whatever. And then they find out when the meeting starts, oh, that's the guy I want to talk to. Or you didn't smile. Real simple. Smiles are simple, but they are powerful. You didn't smile. Or you didn't apologize when necessary and just say, you know what? You're right. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Or what about... You forgot your wallet and now you can't pay for that lunch meeting, right? So you've been trying to get that client out and you finally get them out and now they got to pay. All simple stuff, right? All simple things when often we focus on the big things and the list goes on and on of like simple things that I can toss out. But what are you doing that's really simple and what are you not doing that's really simple? And what are the consequences? Simple things, big impact. Simple lessons, gigantic results. The little things matter. And in a world that typically rewards the competence to manage an amazing array of complexities, it's becoming increasingly easier to forget about some of the simple things. And so I'd, I'd be curious, what are two or three simple little lessons you need to remember and prioritize for 2015? And I'd love to hear you share one. Um, share one of uh, one of these lessons uh, and, and give us a phone call, 773-591-1690, because it's probably a simple lesson that we all need to be reminded about. And there's a plethora out there. I know I shared a few, but there's many of them. And we could probably use your simple little tip and your simple your simple little reminder, too. So give me a phone call. 773-591-1690. But what I do know is that we can all do a better job at remembering the simple stuff. Like, for instance, (laughs) taking the time to stay inspired, because as you all know, I always say. It's a lifestyle choice. So what's your simple thing? What's your simple thing? 
591-1690. It's 2015. I want to know, what do you have planned? And how are you ensuring that you will be able to bring your best every day? Some time ago, I shared this, I think it's a Japanese proverb, like a Japanese story. And in a lot of ways, it encompasses the idea that small things really do matter. The artist Van Gogh, he shared that great things are done by a series of small things brought together. And in contrast, wouldn't it be true that anything that is built by a series of small things can also be destroyed that way? So if Van Gogh said great things are done by a series of small things being brought together, then it's probably possible or not even probably. It's true that small things being taken away or dropped off can actually destroy the bigger thing. So here is the Japanese proverb. Um, I'll read it to you guys. And and, um, I read this often. Um, It's a part of, you know, I have it in my notes on my phone. uh, Just to remind me of how small things can lead to a great loss. Okay. And this is this is where it is. When I get done, I'm going to tell you where I got it from. It probably blow your mind. <laughs> but here's the Japanese proverb. For want of a nail, the horseshoe was lost. And for want of a horseshoe, the steed or the horse was lost. For want of a steed or the horse, the message was not delivered. And for want of an undelivered message, the war was lost. So the whole idea here is to look at little things, to look at little things. Now, check this out. I actually got that Japanese proverb, and I I think it was, uh, I was watching the Fast and the Furious, I think it's Tokyo or something like that. Anyways, Fast and the Furious for Um, I I believe before the fifth one that took place in Tokyo and one of the Japanese men said this in the movie and I stopped the movie and I had to write it down. And it's something I've read a lot ever since then. When I looked it up on the Internet, it's an old Japanese proverb. So what am I saying? You might be surprised some of the little things. Oh, Zach said Tokyo Drift. Yep, it's in that movie and Fast and Furious, Furious Tokyo Drift. But you might be surprised the little things that you're passing up every day. When you're watching television and when you're watching a movie that you could extract as a personal life lesson or we talked about inputs in October could actually be going into your brain and creating some type of output that you really don't want in your life and does not equate to you living the best life possible or being your best every day. So look at the little things. The little things matter. And they matter in our personal lives. They matter in our professional lives. They matter in our relationships. They matter in our countries. And unfortunately, I know firsthand that little things matter. I got a couple of callers here. So we'll take Tony first. Tony's on the road. Tony, how are you? Benet, how you doing? 
I'm well. I'm well. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, man, I listen to your show when I get off of work. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, 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 a city electrician, and I really appreciate, man. You, man, it's just wealth of knowledge on, on, on your your um, show here. I appreciate that. All right, and and there and there are three things that uh that I pass on to my family. You know, I have a son, I have a daughter, and I number one, I tell I, I tell them, uh, my fifteen year old daughter, I tell her, I say, stay focused. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Right. Number two, I tell her, keep it simple. Keep like it simple that. in life. And the third thing I tell her, I say, I'm Angelica. I say, it's not what you got. It's what you do, what you got in life. Mm, Many people have yep. degrees, they have money. It's not what you got, it's what you do with what you got. And those are That's, the three things that I pass on. I And I thank you for sharing that with us. I, I think those are the three wonderful lessons. Stay focused, keep it simple, and it's not what you got, it's what you do with what you got. I appreciate that, Tony. Thanks for sharing it with us, man. All right. <laughs> All right, have a good one and drive safely. All right, and I think we also have Quentin from Bellwood, my brother. What's going on, man? What's going on? How you feeling, man? I'm well, I'm well. What's on your mind? Hey. Oh, man, you know, I was uh, just thinking about how you were talking about the simple things, man, and uh, one of the things that I've, I've run up against to more so recently was um, I'm a big personal routine. And uh, when you want to maximize your time, uh, having a set routine is uh, important. And um, and as you run up against, you know, life and things change in your life, you have to learn how to be able to adjust that and keep moving in stride. And uh, so I say that, say like, you know, recently, you know, um, I got married and my routine totally was shaken up. And so I had to figure out <laughs> right. how to be able to adjust that routine while still um, being able to do everything that I had to do on my day to day. And so when I, when you say the simple things, I think that's something that you have to be able to know and be prepared to make adjustments when need be. And, um, mm-hmm. to be able to still be productive in your day to day life. And so, uh, that was a challenge. And even going into the new year, you know, just sitting down with my wife and talking about those things and, and, um, making sure that we're both adjusting our routine where we're both maximizing our time. We're both being productive. And so, uh, that's my thought on that, on just the simple things. Man, thanks. Thanks for sharing. And and, and the crazy thing about about that is, uh, you know, so you mentioned, you know, being married, you know, so me corporation all of a sudden becomes uh, slightly more complicated because now you have partners. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's sitting down and working out the routine stuff and having a conversation, especially at this time of the year, I think is uh, some important advice for our listeners. So thanks for sharing, man. Oh, no problem at all. All right. All right. That's my, my brother, my brother Quentin. Um, so thanks for that. Thanks for that uh, insight. You know, he says something that that is really important. And I, I was just listening to uh, it was NPR. I can't remember where I was headed, but it was, it was actually this week. And they were talking about success and and talking about the end of the year. And, and the and the the, uh, the radio host that was on was asking someone this question. And he was saying how. In the study of some of the most successful people throughout time, what they found is those successful people had very strong routines where they kind of did the same things all the time. And as as boring as that sounds, 
they had developed these habits and those habits came so strong that the building of whatever it is they were building, whether it was an organization or a concept or a brand, because they constantly just kind of kept the routine and how they built it and kept the routine and the rigor with which they went after it, they were able to accomplish quite a bit of success. And I'll tell you, that's a big deal. Uh, Zach is saying the We Corporation, instead of the Me Corporation, you got to worry about the We Corporation when you're married. I think that's 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 what's up. I like that. I think, hey, Zach, I think uh, our, our married listeners, or at least the ones that are happily married, they would appreciate that. <laughs> the other ones, the ones who aren't, they might be like, yeah, the We Corporation, unfortunately. This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois, on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.